A man. A man stands alone at a plate. This is the time for what? For individual achievement. Folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Sunday, August 23rd. Podcast is going to be dedicated to the NFBC main event. Fab period. That deadline is for tonight, 10 p.m. First, I want to start off talking about two start pitchers. I did some digging and I got some stats um, on the bidding patterns for two start pitchers or at least the projected two start pitchers of the week. And how much they've been going for this year in FAB. Obviously, some of these pitchers got a little bit more money added to their bids because they could projected pitchers going forth for the rest of the year, as opposed to your one week two start rentals. So, July 26th, week of FAB, there was a projected 12 two star pitchers picked up. For an average maximum bid of $87 and an average minimum bid of $20. August 2nd, a projected nine two-star pitchers were added for an average maximum bid of 108 and average minimum bid of 69 August 9th, a projected 15 two-star pitchers were added and an average maximum bid of 85 and an average minimum bid of 35 August 16th, a projected 15 two-star pitchers, again, same number, picked up. And again, for the same average maximum bid of 85 and an average minimum bid of 46. So, it was three weeks where the average maximum bid were 87, 85, 85. And one week, August 2nd, with the least amount of projected two-star pitchers, where the average maximum bid went up to 108, so maybe with less options available, the bids climbed up a bit. So I just thought those were some interesting numbers that you'll be able to use in anticipation of what you should be paying for these two start pitchers. Not a whole lot to talk about. Casey Mize is going to be heavily sought after in the 20% of the leagues he's available. Brad Keller also available in only 13% of the leagues. He hasn't given up a run yet. Tommy Malone, he's got two starts, 26% owned in NFBC, starting against Tampa Bay and Toronto. He got a shot at maybe about 8 to 10 Ks if you want to take a gamble on that and need some strikeouts. And Castellani on Colorado, he's got one start at Coors. I'll be passing on that. Patrick Sandoval, he's at Houston and against Seattle. He got, again, maybe a shot at 8 to 10 Ks. What a decent chance for one win. Brett Anderson got Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Stephen Broth is at the White Sox and at Milwaukee. Tanner Roark at Tampa Bay and against Baltimore. He's... Another one in the range of 8 to 10 Ks and a 
decent shot for one win. Chase Anderson facing Boston and Baltimore. So, again, not too much to talk about there. We're going to go off to some closer talk, speculation, next in line. Brandon Workman uh, got traded. So, Matt Barnes has stepped up in the closing role for the Red Sox. Maybe they look to shop him too if he had a couple of good outings. But obviously you want to add him in case that doesn't happen. And then maybe speculate on a guy like Darwin and Hernandez in case that scenario happens. Um, we can look at Ryan Helsley. Might be activated soon. Gallegos is picking up the last save. They have Cardinals have eight games with a doubleheader coming up this week. So... It's one of those chances to target uh, a, a backup closer or next-in-line type of guy in a situation where in those double headers he might be needed and might be able to get you a save. Tampa Bay, Nick Anderson is now out along with Chaz Rowe and pretty much the rest of that bullpen. Fairbanks might get a shot to close or Aaron Loop. They obviously do like to rotate their guys, but um, if you need some saves, that's probably a good spec. Trevor Rosenthal's been involved in some trade rumors. Did that big Greg Holland back into the picture? Or Barlow or Stormont? Or maybe they go back to Ian Kennedy and show him off for some trade value as well. That could get really tricky. Kimbrough is available in 20% of NFBC leagues. He's in, uh, in that same boat where the Cubs play eight games with a doubleheader opportunity. He might be able to um, get a save that way. Plus, his skills like that, they might be coming back a little bit. Velocity has been going up. I'm going to talk about some relief pitcher arms for possible Ks. If you are behind in Ks and you can't rely on some bad starts to get you some strikeouts. Got Stalmont is available, Devin Williams is available, Antone on the Reds, Tanner Rainey on the Nationals, Barlow on the Royals. They all are have K percentages that are extremely high, um, and strikeout totals as high as some notable starters. So. If you need some strikeouts and want to go that route, you can maybe attack those guys. A lot of rookies have gotten called up. It's going to be a big scramble to get most of these guys. Um, Casey Mize, Sixto Sanchez, Tex Scooble, Tristan McKenzie. Those are your big arms. Mize, as I know, is available in only 20% of the leagues. Um, he will probably command the highest amount. Plus, he's got a two-start this week. Sanchez, I think it's a guy that would probably be next in line to be able to stick around and provide some good value for you going forward. Scooble, McKenzie, they don't work that far into games as per their minor league history, so that's something to be aware of there. If someone has money in your league, it's a good chance that these guys are going to go for a pretty high amount. 
was that one idle guy is just going to come in and use all of his $900 to get one of these pictures. But hey, that's totally allowable, right? So we're going to go on to some rookie bats now. You got Joey Bart, Ryan Mountcastle, Luis Garcia, Kristen Pache. I think Bart, Mountcastle will command a pretty good chunk of fab. Who knows as to how much value they can provide going forward. Mount Castle is entering a surprisingly good offense. And he can, as long as he finds a place to stay defensively or at the H, he should be able to get you some good stats hitting. Bart is at a coveted catcher position. He is going to command a pretty hefty chunk of your fab. Luis Garcia and Christian Pache, they might be more better real life value than fantasy value. We'll keep an eye on those guys going forward. Some notable rookie ads for bats and pitchers in the last couple of weeks have been Alec Bohm. He had an average maximum beta of $517 when he was picked up, Andres Jimenez. In the two separate weeks that he commanded at least 10 or more ads, he had went for an average maximum beta of $300. And in the week where he got added 26 leagues, he was average maximum beta of $330. Dylan Carlson had commanded over a $200 max bid twice. Joe Adele commanded a 405 maximum bid Luis Patino he was added 18 in 18 leagues for average maximum bid of 356 Christian Javier came up he was added in 29 leagues for an average max of 567 obviously teams have some less money to spend now but be aware of some of those figures when you look to pick up these rookies we're going to go position by position with a couple of guys to keep an eye on for your ads this week. Yadier is available in about 13% of leagues as well as Will Smith. And I think that both of those guys are going to command a pretty high bidding war in the league that they're available in. You have Francisco is owned in 39% of the leagues. He has all his games at home this week, and even though he's the backup catcher, he's finding some time at DH, as well as some games where he let off. With Mitch Garver out, Alex Avila is available in 100% of the leagues. We don't know how much he's really going to be able to provide for your team, but if you need a constant at bats from your catcher position, he should be able to provide it for you. Rowdy Telez is available in 20% of the league. Toronto is facing five left-handed pitchers this week, even though all the starts are at home in Buffalo. They do face about two or three lefties that may lead to some short, risky starts. So we find that often this year that... We see some pinch hitting early in the game once the opener is gone and teams want to flip-flop the lefty-righty matchups. We have Evan White, owned in 39% of the league. His exit velocity and hard hit percentage is looking great. He is striking out a lot 
a ton, but he is heating up in his last five games. Adam Duvall is 59% owned. He only has five games this week, but he is hitting pretty well recently. David Bodie is owned in 3% of leagues. Chris Bryan is on the DL. His profile does not look very enticing, Bodie, but he will be getting a lot of playing time. Ramel Tapia, 40% owned. He has been leading off the last six games versus right-handed pitching. He's got three games at course this week with three games versus left-handed pitching. So we'll see how that goes going forward. You know, the Rockies are going to rocky. We have Dexter Fowler. He's 40% owned. He's playing pretty often. They have eight games this week. If you need someone in the outfield, he's a guy you may want to look at. Abraham Toro is 3% owned. He should be in the lineup pretty much every day with Bregman going to the IL. We have Miguel Rojas, 23% owned. He left the game to go um, when he tested positive for COVID. He was swinging a hot stick. He came back swinging it again. He should be a guy that you probably could target up the middle. Brandon Belt, 18% owned. His stack cage looks pretty good. If you get a chance to go there, check out last year's, check out this year's. He is facing some pretty good left-handed pitching this week, but it's a sneaky good offense this year, and maybe Brandon Belt, while healthy, can reap the benefits of that. Also, just a quick note, obviously, you want to be able to roster some multi-eligibility, multi-positional eligibility players. So give a good scroll through, see what's available in your league. There's some guys that are picking up a ton of eligibility and are now eligible at two, three, four positions. One guy I wanted to mention, Jose Iglesias, remained out for the Orioles. Pat Valaka, Valaka. He is eligible at first, second, third, and short. He has been hitting pretty well. He's shown some power-speed combo. Uh, just a dark horse guy that you may want to take a look at if you find out the news on Iglesias is worse than anticipated or if Iglesias gets moved. And that'll be it for this quick rundown for the NFBC main event fab period that is going to be run tonight at 10 p.m., there's going to be a fun week. It's going to be definitely a ton of movement. Some high bids. There's a, ton, a pretty decent amount of money left in my league. So I anticipate that there's some, still going to be some pretty high bids on a lot of the higher ranked players for the week. So make sure you do your due diligence. There's a ton of good stuff out there to listen to and to read and get your best possible lineups out there for next week is for bidding periods left and this is the time that you really gotta get down to the nitty gritty and figure out how you're going to attack the rest of the, the season if you have some time you can also look at the rest of the season schedule and maybe try to anticipate pockets of value that way but obviously with the covid Always hanging over the players and the fantasy players. It's difficult to do that. You want to take it day by day, week by week. And getting your best team out there. Make sure you have some multi 
additional bats on your bench or that you could float around for the Thursday, uh, the Friday through Sunday scoring period. If you are enjoying these podcasts, please drop me a line or leave me some feedback. You can reach me on Twitter at Deadpool Hitter or at Pull Hitter Podcast. You could also leave a rating and review if you'd be so kind. That would be much appreciated. Enjoy your Sunday. Be kind. Love one another and be better. That's what Kobe would want you to do. Be better. All right, folks. Till the next time. Pull Hitter out.